every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike. Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. Thanks for joining us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the 29th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am your host, Mike Falkenstein, and again, I'm here with uh, Ken Watmore. Ken, how are you doing? Doing very good today, Mike. That's great. Uh, Ken, we're, we're tracking along here, and boy, I've just sure enjoyed the kind of the track that we've been on with our podcasts. And, uh, you know, it's been interesting to see how God's led us, you know, as we've wanted to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. And, you know, we've begun to talk more and more about this Engage 13 project, this idea of uh, reaching your neighbors and, you know, just kind of as a first step to Great Commission fulfillment. And so I thought what we could do first is, uh, really, we've got two things, actually, we want to do. Give a little update on kind of how that's going. I've got some neat things that have happened here at my house as it relate to kind of opened our eyes to, you know, reaching some of our neighbors. And then, uh, in particular, I think the second thing I'd like to do to today in our, on our episode is, you know, we in episode 23, we had these six steps that we were talking to people about as it relates to beginning to just sort of be, befriend your neighbors. And then we had my friend Dudley Callison come, and he gave some more sort of specifics. The feedback that I'm getting so far is... Mike, that sounds great, but you know, when it comes to the telling our story and the testimony part of that, uh, you know, people get, and that's just again where people get a little nervous. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, it's it's our, it's always the stumbling block, right? It's, it's sometimes it's easy for, especially for guys like me. Um, it's real easy for me to open a conversation with somebody, talk about the the world, sports, whatever oh, right. it is, right? Weather, it's just easy. Yeah. And then uh, as soon as that conversation turns to faith, which is what we're wanting it to do, you know, it's now for me, I. D- it's not that hard anymore, right? But I do remember when mm-hmm. I go like, uh, well, this is, you know, now we're talking about serious business, right? So <laughs> yeah, that's right. All the other stuff falls away. And how do I approach this to not scare someone away right away, uh, make them not want to talk to me? You know, I think a part of that is that like, a, like me personally, I like people to like me. Yeah, know? that's right. And, um, and I feed off that, right? I'm, I'm a... I'm a guy who likes to be personable. I like to get along with people and, and I like people to like me. And I think it, down deep, any one of us would have to admit, right? We all want people to like us. Yes. Um, and we're afraid sometimes that people are going to not like us. They're not going to react <laughs> the way that we want them to, you know? And, uh-huh. um, and, and that's, I think that's what scares us away, frankly. Yeah, that's right. So as hopefully as an encouragement, uh, Ken, we can give kind of an update on, you know, you and I have committed to begun, get, begin this Engage 13 process, and you were just telling me that actually a bunch of your neighbors already uh, know Jesus, and so any other updates in terms of, it sounds like you've got kind of a plan for this one, this well, one neighbor? I, I guess, you know, the, th- the thing is, is, yeah, we... 
we do have neighbors on all sides that are believers, uh, and then a couple houses down on one side that are believers, and then and then across the street. So, mm-hmm. but you know, we have found in this process there there are ways that we need to be praying for those families. We you know we communicate with them obviously, and and we know that there's things that we can be praying about. So that's really a good part of this too, right? Is the, I mean. I know our goal in Engage 13 is to reach people for Christ. That's right. Uh, but we also know that prayer is is important, and uh, that's and right. There's there's people that are believers already that need prayer too. So we're you know that we're finding ways to to engage in that uh, for our neighbors too, and then to help our neighbors, right? So yes, um, and I think that 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 actually helps us to reach the ones that we want to reach. Is that when we're involved in the neighborhood, helping other neighbors with certain things. You know, it gives us an opportunity to help those. And one neighbor that we're trying to find a way to kind of break the ice with, right, is uh, we, we were able to go and, you know, snow blow their driveway and the kids mm. come over and help and shovel their walk and do all that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, when we did that, we only had one real opportunity to do it so far. And um, oh, right. And they, they weren't around. Um, we thought they were, but they weren't. And we didn't run into them. And every time that that person comes home, they go right in the garage and close the door. And, oh. <laughs> um, we never see them. But I do know that in the spring, uh, he works on his yard a lot. Uh, and as of last year, you know, we, as I was working in my yard and he's working it, we do engage in conversation a lot. So okay. it'll give us a great opportunity to, to reach out to him. And then, and we're trying to think, you know, how do we, there's some neighbors that are kind of around the corner and maybe not in the position where you just kind of knock on your next door neighbor's door. Um, it, it's a little odd to go around the corner and seek out a house that's several houses seemingly away and, and knock on their door and say, Hey, we, you know, we're your neighbors around the corner and three houses down. Um, it just doesn't sound the same. So we're trying to figure out how do, oh, we, right. how do we reach that neighbor, right? How do oh, we right. get to know them? But we're thinking that we're actually going to do like a little neighborhood barbecue and invite, oh, good. invite everybody to try and open the door that way here very soon. So Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Maybe once the weather gets a little better. Right. And so, Ken, just uh, an encouragement to you, The uh, you'd mentioned about snow blowing this neighbor's uh, sidewalk, yeah. right? Uh, even if, and I, you know, cause I've, I know this cause I've got a neighbor up the street that, uh, you know, we live on a corner house. So normally I've got all kinds of shoveling to do. Yeah. And so he does, uh, it turns out to be about half of the sidewalk that normally would, we would have to do. Right. And, you know, I mean, just, he's noticing, even if you're not talking to him and I mean, it's, I'm sure he's, he's saying, boy, I'm glad someone's doing that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, even if you're not talking to him afterwards, I think that's, yeah. he notices. Yeah, yeah. Right. We definitely sure. want to talk to them. And I think it's yeah. one of those things where when they come home, they go, yeah, I wonder who did this, you know, which, uh-huh. is, which is great, actually, because he also knows that he's surrounded by believers, right? So it could be any one of us. And yeah, it doesn't right. matter if it's me. That's right. It's, uh, it's, it could be any of the neighbors, and, and he knows that they're all believers. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, well, for me, Ken, I have uh, some fun things. So uh, as I was just mentioning to you on Sunday nights, we do a little family devotional. And so I presented this this plan to my family and said, boy, this is something I really want to do. And I've got a real heart for this. And, you know, kind of gave him a couple of the verses and talked about kind of the six steps. And I was uh, pleasantly surprised that the, not only was the family pretty excited about it, but then we began to kind of, you know, I think I mentioned in episode 23 that out of our 13 homes, I could name uh, nine of them. Mm-hmm. Well, between our family members, we could, you know, they, that some of them knew names that I didn't know. And, you know, my wife in particular is really good with names. And so she said, oh, yeah, that's Teresa and Jeff up the street, you know, or whatever. And so right. 
So th- those are people that I had obviously seen before, but hadn't take the time, t- taken the time to actually go up and introduce myself. So now I'll be able to, when I do see them, I'll say, I can remember the names. Yeah. So I've written them down. And so, and then we've got the, some of the names of the kids and uh, written down now. So now what we've decided to do is just every Sunday night when we get together, we're just going to, we're just going to take a family and just begin praying for them mm-hmm. because part of it for us is we've lived here now 12 years. And so we... We know at least enough about most of these people to begin. There's a, a point that where we can begin to pray. You know, mm-hmm. we know enough, and so, yeah. So that was just really that was really exciting to involve my family, and then they're now they're excited, and so, so yeah. So we'll give updates from time to time. So uh, that'll be fun to see just what God does with it. So you know, part of it for us too is I'm looking at the map. You know, the we've got our next door neighbors. And the people across the street from them are also Mormons. And so uh, that adds a different dimension. And quite frankly, as as I've tried to minister to Mormons, it's a very hard thing to do, Yeah, you know, because they think, you know, their way of thinking is, you know, not only correct, but way better than ours. Sure. You know, they think we're some kind of, you know, uh, apostate. person you know and so so that'll give us something to begin praying about and that's what it's going to have to be right it's going to have to be a move of god that he does so uh so that brings us to is we're you know we're trying to help people and we're even trying to figure this out for ourselves in episode 23 we talked about the the steps that would lead to a bridge of friendship strong enough to carry the weight of the gospel. Now, I, I love that phrase that mm-hmm. my friend Dudley gave us because that really is kind of what it is. And so in these in this process, which by the way, for those of you who are just listening to the podcast for the first time, of course, listen to this episode, but then also go back to episode 23 and 24, which is when we sort of introduce this Engage 13 process. And it's, of course, you know, do I know my neighbors by name? Have I heard their stories? Have I discovered a way to, to pray for them? Uh, have I found a simple way to serve them? And then we get to this, ha- am I ready to share my story when asked? And that's where we begin to get into the hope that eventually we have a chance to share our testimony. And uh, Ken, that's normally the sticking point. Yeah. It? I mean, it's definitely the, it's fine to talk about Broncos football and different things, but when it comes to, I mean, this is really the, some ways the point of all of this i mean we want to see people come to know jesus yeah so has that been your experience i mean that's the hardest part in it it is well yeah not anymore but yes that is the hardest part and it's uh like you know in the notes that you and i review for show yeah we're talking back on the episode about you know our work family activities and things like that and how we communicate with our uh, with our neighbors or just people we're talking to about our faith. And yes. I think that I actually think that those vehicles really allow for the door to be really easier, you know, right. To, mm. uh, when you, when the questions do come back about you and your family and things like that, it's just, I think at that point, really easy to involve your faith and in, in the subtle ways, even to open the door, right. It's, you know, when you just talk about the fact that you guys go to church on Sunday morning, you know, where you mm-hmm. go to church and what kind of church activities they are. If, uh, you know, there. If you're talking about work and whatever business field you're in, you can start kind of talking about ethics and morality in that business, right? You can. Um, there's a lot of different ways to open doors into the discussion that don't that don't you know overtly just come right out and say like, uh, oh yeah, and you know now now I'm going to turn this conversation to just about Christ, which is what it has to be about, right? But that's um, right. 
but you you want to be able to introduce that in a way that you're you you get some feedback and some interaction and some discussion and um, I think that's a, a really thing. Even talking about football, I mean, it's real easy to talk about um, football now with a lot of Christian athletes. Uh, mm-hmm. f- thankfully, Tim Tebow brought a lot of uh, ability to right. discuss faith and ethics in sports. You know, it, 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 to the to the scene here in Denver. Um, That's so right. It's pretty easy to talk about the Broncos and and bring up possibly Tim Tebow, though he's, he maybe he's a sticking point for some <laughs> people. But um, but you can bring that up. There's uh, they, there was a lot of discussion about Broncos who prayed on the field after the game. You know, I mean, there's right. these are things that are in the news. You can talk about them, right? And uh, with work, uh, it's I think it's easy in any field to d- start discussing ethics and morality and easily tie that into a faith discussion. So. Uh, but I do, I think that like we talked about in the beginning, right? Yes. People, people are afraid of the likability factor. So it's, I just, I think I want to encourage people to just think about it a little differently, right? It's, it's really easy to enter into discussion about, uh, relevant things that are happening in your business field. Um, it's yes. really easy to talk about the fact that you go to church. It's really easy to talk about, like for us, our kids are involved in a Christian fine arts program. Well, I'm throwing the word Christian in there. It, I mean, that's really what it is, right? But um, that's right. That immediately lets the discussion open up to the fact that we're a Christian family, right? I mean, this yeah, is right. part of who we are. That's right. Yeah, I like what you've said because certainly, I guess for me, what I want to communicate to folks today is uh, really what you said, Ken, which is you can make this much easier than uh, many people think it is. Yeah. Right? I mean, it can just be a seamless conversation really because if they're asking you about your story uh, as we said in episode 23 for either one of us we can't talk about our story without you know our faith coming into the into the mix that's right right? Mm -hmm. and this uh, point number six comes into play that our friend Dudley gave us which is you know as we talk there's no need to be pushy uh, just honest and open. And then his point number six, do I trust God? It is not my job to convert people or to save them. Some are interested, even hungry for spiritual conversation and others are not. And and I think, Ken, when we put it at that level where it's, I'm just sharing my life. Yeah. What, what God wants to do with that is what God wants to do with it. That's right. Right. I mean, there's, maybe there's a faith element into that as well. In other words, boy, it's just easy for us to take on that responsibility ourselves and kind of feel bad if people aren't coming to know Jesus. And that's, by the way, what happens sometimes when people try to force that conversation. And, uh, of course, the conversation, as you just said, needs to be made. Yeah. I guess my my overriding perspective is let's let God do what God does best and, you know, leave the results to him. Yeah, and now there's there's even a challenge there um, that I would pose, um, and maybe we can talk about this. I know we'll break soon, but on the other yeah. side of the break, the, the challenge to you as a believer is this. You're going to open up this discussion, and you're going to do it in a way that's very easy to talk about, but when you open that discussion, does your life reflect mm. what you're putting on the table? Oh, right. Because if they can see that your life does not reflect what you're, you know, espousing. You you may have to do some gut checking before mm. you enter into these conversations. That's right. You know, or uh-huh. at least be be able to be vulnerable and recognize that hey, yeah, I'm a Christian and man, I I still screw up a lot of areas and I'm, you know, it's something that I'm working on with the Lord all the time. I mean, I think that there's even ways to address that. I know there's plenty of times when you might know that a neighbor is a 
a Christian, you may know somebody in your life that's just a Christian, right? And you go and you're, and you might go, man, why do they still behave that way? Oh, right. right. And if your neighbors who aren't believers can say that about you, um, this is an area you need to address, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's a good place to maybe to break because I want to say some more about that, but we'll, <laughs> um, we'll take a quick break. Everyone, thanks for joining us and we'll be back here in just a minute. Hi, Tom Muller again. I'm often stricken by the passion of the missionaries of the 1800s. They had a clear understanding of the Great Commission command and their responsibility to obey. Listen to a couple of these quotes from these missionary heroes. Hudson Taylor, the first Western missionary to go into the inland provinces of China. The Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It is a command to be obeyed. Or how about Henry Martin? missionary to India and Persia. The spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions. The nearer we get to him, the more intensely missionary we become. It is the same spirit that Mike Falkenstein and the Made for Missions team brings to their calling to mobilize Christians toward the Great Commission. For those who want to join Mike and the team with that same zeal, I would encourage you to visit MikeFalkenstein.com and peruse the website and join Mike and his team in mobilizing Christians toward the Great Commission. Well, we want to thank Tom Moeller for his kind words and for him coming on the podcast for our intermission. Ken, you were just mentioning something that I think is pretty important for us to maybe drill down on a little. I don't know if you saw a few days ago on Facebook, I posted a thing that was actually a poster at our middle schoolers school so and it's just a public school but they have a thing in the classroom that said what you do reflects who you are Hmm. and boy i just was caught by that and just yeah had to post it because it was like man there's just so much truth in that yeah to your point of course if you are doing the things that a christian does in other words you're walking with jesus and that's reflected in the you know what you you know, I mean, that does reflect who you are, yeah. right? And so certainly uh, when it comes to neighbors, now we don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into a works-based mentality kind of thing here, or you've got to act in a certain way that you're not normally acting. You know, right. we don't want to go down that road. But certainly if you're walking with Jesus in a way that is, you know, you're, a, you're, a, you're attempting to be a fully devoted follower of Christ, I think number one, the neighbors will notice, yeah. right? And number two, they're probably going to ask you about it. Yeah. So, uh, and what I like about that is, uh, in trying to do that is, again, it's not a, none of this is up to us. We're just going to be walking with Jesus and letting him shine through us and, you know, allow God to do what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. I mean, and little things, right? You, so if you're, if you are, if you're listening to the show and you have to, check right yourself that mm-hmm. are, are you the grumpy neighbor <laughs> are oh, you the right. one who shuts your door and won't help anybody won't talk to anybody um are you are, are you the one who yells at kids that might trample through your lawn once in a while um, mm-hmm. you yeah, you probably need to stop you know and oh right think about how you're um, begins yeah how are, are you are you being a good ambassador right i mean mm-hmm. um, and i just think that those are things personal things we need to just examine um and know um and and the good news is this um, if that is you, well, you can, especially in a, this Engage 13 type program, it's, this is good, uh, 
This is like going to the gym for you. Yeah, that's <laughs> you right. Gotta, you can work on your stuff um, while you're trying to reach out to neighbors, and mm-hmm. maybe you can show them that uh, that you're you're not that grumpy guy. You know, <laughs> not, you, know you are willing to be a neighbor. That's right. Yeah. Well, I like yeah. That's very good, Ken, because obviously. You know, if we're going to begin engaging with neighbors in a way that builds that bridge that's strong enough, none of us are perfect, right? I mean, we're going to mess up. And, you know, I guess part of what I think when I, when I hear you talk is, you know, they're, they're, well, maybe two things. One is not only are we going to try and help others, but uh, as my friend Dudley said, boy, it's sure good sometimes to allow neighbors to help you yeah and you know that that shows some vulnerability number two if you do mess up and you have been grumpy you know it happens to all of us to even go back to them and say boy i'm really sorry about that or you know i mean just that just that i mean allowing people to see yeah and and then maybe that would give you an opportunity to bring in faith into that it's like boy that's something i'm really praying about in my own life and right i mean it's much more vulnerable than most of us want to be but you know, I think that's a part of living in community with people, number one, that you yeah. that you live around, and number two, allowing Christ to, I mean, he can still work through those things, can he? Yeah, and I'm reminded of a very simple uh, example that happened to us with the family, and where we lived uh, prior, we had we had a couple of apple trees, and they were the the best apples. I mean, oh really? They were so good. I you know I went on this apple pie, apple bread, apple oh, apple everything. You know, I made I made everything right, and <laughs> but the but the neighbors behind us, their kids were constantly stealing apples. Oh okay. Um, and it used to make me so angry. You oh, know? Uh-huh. but I. You know, and I didn't, I think a couple of times I was on the porch and caught them stealing apples and I might've given them a cross look. Right. But then I decided, well, the best thing to do would be to go offer them some apples. Oh, right. So, I mean, I think that's what I'm trying to say in a, in a bigger picture, right. Is how do you change the situation instead of being grumpy and giving them a cross look, um, go offer this. Hey, hey, you know, we got so many apples over here. <laughs> you, oh, right. you guys want some, you, uh, you know, we want to let you have some. Oh, right. And then they, and then it also kind of let them know that, Hey, I know you're taking apples, but, but you're welcome to them. We have plenty of them. I just think it's a way that you uh, discern how you react to certain things in your neighborhood. Now, I, I don't want to take us off topic here. That that's just a, um, what I'm saying I think is that's good. Yeah. Be sure that you are representing Christ well in your life. And that's a, it's more of a, uh, indicator of where you're at with him, I think is, was what I'm saying. And then, you know, to go out and to share Christ, you, you want to share who Christ really is. Um, you don't want to share that Christ is this grumpy, locked up, bottled up neighbor. You want to share that Christ is loving, compassionate, giving, caring, always there. You know, you want, that's the Christ you, know, yes. that you want to share. That's right. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Well, can maybe in terms of final thoughts for me on this topic, I guess, uh, you know, I guess part of what I'm, what I, what I am sort of wrestling with in my own life, and what I want to communicate to others is maybe a couple of things. One, that the sharing our our testimony part of all of this should just come very naturally, uh, because if you're living with Christ, it, you know, it should just come very naturally. I mean, it's just who you are, right? right. It's who you are. And I guess the second thing would be that in this whole process, one of the things I want to make sure to communicate, which we've already done today, and I'll, I'll repeat it, is that, you know, all of this is up to God. And, mm-hmm. you know, as my friend Dudley said, you know, if you share some things about faith and people are not responsive, uh, that's no indication of you necessarily. 
God's God knows where they're at and he loves them and you know maybe you're just a one part you That's know right. you don't know there might be na- there might be people that this person works with there might be a relative who is a Christ follower who's also sharing and uh, would either one of us be upset if a neighbor came to know Christ through a the influence of a neighbor or a a family member or should I say the the end result of when when that person comes to know Jesus was because a relative shared with them or I mean we're not going to care right I mean whatever God however God wants to use us in that whole sort of long line that whole long journey that's fine yeah I am continually amazed at how God works through so many different people and things uh, you know I mean I've been a football coach for years and years and uh, you know I always even begin my season. I've said it on the show before with telling the parents that I'm a Christian. This is mm-hmm. where I am. This is, you're going to hear Jesus on the field. Um, and you know, and, and if you're, if that's not okay with you, I, that's okay for you to be on another team. It's just how I am. So know that up front, right? I've, and I've talked to the kids about Christ and you know, this just part of who I am. Well, I, I noticed in church, uh, just within the last few weeks, um, I'm seeing a family of a kid I coached four or five years ago. Mm. Um, and, and I certainly shared Christ with my team. Right. And would have loved to see the results then. Right. But I noticed that now just in the last few weeks, they're going to church. Oh, they're involved they're, I mean, they're not just going to church. I can see that they're involved in different things that are going on at the church. Oh, right. And I'm, and I'm amazed. I think when, I don't know what piece of the puzzle that was. I don't know if God used anything that I ever said at all, oh, does, right. but it doesn't matter. And that's to your point. It's, yes, right. It's just, uh, you just do what you do, right? You just represent Christ. You, you, uh, first of all, be in love with Christ and constantly seeking him, that's um, right. drawing closer to him. And it's an area we all continually need to work on, um, because he wants closer communi- communion, closer Closer fellowship. Anytime we think that we're getting close, guess what? You can get closer. It's yeah, a, that's right. It's a constant uh, depth that we can't even fathom that that the relationship should be with Christ. And I think that they're just all pieces along the way. I know that um, there's. I, I constantly get uh, phone calls from people that I've either worked with or coached with or or known, and and it will be out of the blue. Hey, you know, I'm really kind of struggling with something. Can I swing by and talk to you? Oh right, you know, and you go, oh yeah, of oh, course, sure. <laughs> right? But you, so you never know. You just never know That's right. when that God's going to start using it, or has used it, or what He's going to do with it. But remember, like you know, like you said a minute ago, it's it's just up to Him. Is He's doing it? Yeah, that's you know, right. We're just we're just supposed to be there and available. Um, you know that that's that's what our job is. Mm, um, that's and, right. And I say it as a job. It's not our job. Your role, it's, it's, maybe, and, yeah. and even even beyond that, I guess I always go back to that. You know, faith without works is dead. Struggle that people have, and I just I, I always continually tell them it's not about. It's that you, if you're loving Christ and starting to recognize how deeply and powerfully He loves you, that the works and the compassion and the attitude towards people should be an outpouring as that's a result right. of it. You, he gives you so much you can't hold it in. That's yeah. what it should be. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that could be a whole other episode. But certainly, if you're not seeing any of that in your life, on the other hand, maybe it's time to look back and go, okay. Yeah, where am I at? Yeah, where are you, where are you yeah. at? So, well, folks, hopefully this has been helpful. I, really, my hope here is to just demystify this whole, you know, sharing your faith thing. Because clearly, if you're walking with people and, you're, and you've gone through this process, you know, hopefully, you know, again, it's just, it's just kind of, it just, you know, 
God's going to do what he's going to do. And, you know, the pressure should not be there really at all. Right. Right. And so, and again, you know, just begin praying that God would, would use you as just a part of the puzzle of these 13 homes or however many you've decided to, you know, begin praying about. And I think, I think you'll see that, you know, some pretty cool things uh, for uh, that, that God will do. So, uh, well, Ken, it's been a good episode. Thanks mm-hmm. for, uh, for your input. And uh, thanks everyone for joining us. We're so glad that you're with us. Again, we'd love to hear from you. I'm at Missions Mike on Twitter. Of course, you heard in the introduction, my website is MikeFalkenstein.com. Uh, Ken is at Ken Watmore on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. And yeah, just go out there and just live for Jesus. And, and uh, you know, he'll take care of the rest. Thanks for joining us. And we'll look forward to having you with us on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast. Mm-hmm.